Live from the WTAD studios in the Lincoln Douglas Building in downtown Quincy, it's time to pull up a chair and assemble today's WTAD News Roundtable. Flattening the curve and recalculating. Good morning. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of the News Roundtable. My name's Quaid. I'm joined in studio by Steve Bull. Pressing the button, slide the pots, uh, and Scott Hardy from the WTAD Newsroom. The numbers from uh, the Show Me State as we cast our gaze across the Mississippi River uh, are being readjusted for the expected peak uh, it's going to be sooner than originally thought, uh, at least for now. Uh, we'll compare that to what uh, the expected peak will be here in Illinois. And uh, the legislature has uh, convened, uh, at least skeletally speaking, in Jefferson City. So we'll talk about what they're doing budgetarily uh, and what uh, the recalculating of uh, the peak day and numbers means for the show me state and perhaps perhaps it could spread here to illinois to details coming up on the back half of today's news roundtable but first things first uh, in with all the latest from the wtad newsroom say good morning to scott hardy good morning quade good morning everybody the hannibal city council says it'll take about a month to fill vacancy uh, for an open ward seat councilman last night approved a timeline to fill this vacant spot in the first ward by may 5th that's after former First Ward Alderman James Goddard resigned last month, saying he was moving to Georgia. The letter of interest is due from candidates to the city clerk by April 27th. The council also appointed John Zerbonia to the board of directors of the Hannibal Board of Public Works last night. That was after a second reading. They will officially appoint the last member to the board, John Orthworth, at their next meeting. Council also approved a change order last night to delay the Huckleberry Renovation Pond Project there at Huckleberry Park. Wet weather has delayed contractors from grading. ADA fishing ramp will also be delayed until the end of July due to the pandemic. As of now, National Time Sawyer Days is still on despite the pandemic. Councilman approved the event application for the event July June 27th through July 5th. The Adams County Health Department has issued cease and desist orders to several private golf clubs after uh, complaints of large golf gatherings. Area residents had complained about large numbers of people gathering at private golf courses in the county. Public courses like Westview Golf Course have been closed since Governor Pritzker's initial stay-at-home order last month. That wasn't the case, however, for private courses. Adams County officials said the problem started when drivers noticed a large group of golfers turning out to those courses such as the Quincy Country Club and Spring Lake. Health Department has issued cease and desist warnings to those courses in order to, in an effort to flatten the curve, of the pandemic as well. According to uh, Jared Welch with the Adams County Health Department, quote, we've been getting a lot of complaints about it. Why are people golfing when this is so clear and explicit in what that says? So it's really just a reminder to the owners of the properties or the responsible parties of those properties, end quote. Pike County, Missouri officials say a fourth person there has tested positive for the virus. That announcement made Tuesday on the Pike County Health Department's website. They provided no other information about the person and didn't say whether they were self-quarantined or hospitalized. Health Department says they'll provide twice-daily updates on their website on the number of people infected in the county. 
Statement says the safest thing residents can do to keep themselves safe at home is to stay at home rather and only leave for essentials. The Scotland County Health Department has announced its first case of COVID-19 in the county. According to a statement, that person is in self-quarantine. Scotland County Health Department Administrator Lynette Vasholes told Kirksville Television Station KTVO Tuesday positive test results came back Monday night. That person is a Memphis, Missouri man between the ages of 50 and 60. His case is believed to be travel-related. Vasholes said the man had been feeling sick for the past two weeks and when his condition got worse, he went to the emergency room at Scotland County Hospital in Memphis where he was tested. City of Quincy says, rather the city of Keokuk, excuse me, says that as of today, it's closing City Hall to residents due to the pandemic. Daily Gate City reports that City Hall offices on the third floor at 601 Main will be closed to the public and that citizens should contact city staff by telephone, email, or other means in order to conduct business. Keokuk residents need to exchange paperwork in person. They must call ahead and make arrangements with staff. City also says that starting on Monday, all inside building inspections will be suspended and no new building permits for interior work will be issued. City officials ask that everyone be understanding and patient during, quote, these unprecedented times, end quote. The Community Foundation, serving West Central Illinois and Northeast Missouri, says it's distributed over $25,000 to agencies in on both sides of the river who are helping people deal with the economic effects of COVID-19. That money came from a donation from the Tracy Family Foundation to the Community Foundation's recently created COVID-19 nonprofit response fund. It's since been donated to nine agencies in western Illinois and northeast Missouri. Community Foundation CEO Catherine Meckes, appearing Tuesday on WTAD's Mary Griffith Show, says they usually take a long-term view of community needs, but that's changed due to the pandemic and its effects. We've got nonprofits working on the front line delivering um, you know, these high-impact needs services to our communities. And we've also got nonprofits who simply are having a devastating loss of revenue um, due to having to close their doors, having to um, cancel their fundraisers, their biggest fundraisers of the year. So um, we made the decision to activate a portion of our unrestricted dollars so that we could get some relief out to nonprofits ASAP. Mecca says past gifts were made by donors to be put in an unrestricted account for use in time of an unforeseen emergency. You can hear the full interview with Catherine Meckes in the podcast section of WTAD.com. Over 60% of Adams County have now filled out the 2020 census. Figures released Tuesday by the Census Bureau show that as of Sunday, 60.3% of Adams County residents have filled out the form. 60% of Adams County of Quincy residents have also filled it out. Monroe County, Illinois, in the Metro East area now leads the state at 61.4%. Adams County is second. Hancock County is 52% compliance, while Pike, Brown, McDonough, and Schuyler counties are all in the 40% range. In northeast Missouri, nearly all counties are in the 40-50% to 50% range, while led by Marion County's 49.8%. Knox and Clark counties are below 40%. The city of Hannibal has seen just over 49% of residents fill out the census. In southeast Iowa, 47.4% of Lee County residents have filled out the form, including over 46% of Keokuk residents and 43% of Fort Madison residents. And the Quincy Fire Department says it is flushing fire hydrants for flow testing purposes at 23 different locations today, mainly on the city's uh, south, uh, rather on the city's uh, north side, as well as on the southeast side. That includes at 32nd and Quincy Mall and uh, numerous locations on the city's north side as well. They say that uh, residents in those areas may experience low water pressure or water discoloration. 
They say those conditions are temporary. The water will remain safe for use and consumption at all times. And a boil order has been uh, lifted in, by the Mill Creek Water District. That's for Skyline Drive from South 51st to 5814 Skyline, Saddlebrook Drive, Lakeline Drive, Ridgeline Drive, and Timberline Drive from 3110 to 3318. That was uh, issued last Friday due to a water main break, but that is now lifted. That's a look at the latest in local news. Of course, we'll have more for you throughout the afternoon right here on WTAD.com and on our social media pages, including both Twitter and Facebook. All right. Thank you very much, sir. It's 1015. Uh, when we come back, flattening the curve uh, as we've uh, had some recalculations for our peak day in Missouri. And what's going on in Jeff City concerning the budget? We'll get into that next on the News Roundtable. WTAD. Table Talk Radio 930 WTAD. It's 1018. Uh, the peak day, you know, everybody talks about uh, flattening the curve and when are we going to uh, peak as far as numbers go. It's interesting uh, because we've been trying to uh, walk through the fog of numbers, the, the fog of information that's being thrown around. On one hand, uh, you have at the Western Illinois uh, COVID-19 awareness map, you have a, a big uh, graphic at the top of the page that says the expected peak is April 16th uh, in Missouri. That is a different number. At the same time, uh, if you look at Illinois numbers, uh, you see a spike uh, in cases in the highest single-day death total. Are you having one and the other simultaneously? I'm I'm not sure. That's a lot of uh, information that seems to contradict uh, itself. Uh, does that mean we're going to have bigger and bigger numbers until the 16th, and then we'll start sliding from there? That is apparently the plan. Meanwhile, on the other side of the river, there's been a recalculation of uh, the predictions. The Institute for uh, Health Metrics and Evaluation, that is the IHME, uh, that you see listed uh, in many, many places, say that now the peak in Missouri is going to be April 19th. That is a bump of 22 days. Or, uh, previously, they had said that May 11th would be the peak in Missouri, but now they've readjusted to make it the 19th, uh, a week after Easter. Um, who is that? Mark Wakefield, who is the University of Missouri uh, works with the University of Missouri Healthcare said that the predictor changed pretty dramatically from Friday to Monday, and he says that uh, it was Governor Parsons' statewide stay-at-home order that had uh, to do with uh, changing these numbers. Uh, Governor Parson gave the hard stay-at-home order last week, or I guess it took effect on Monday. So uh, now uh, health officials say that there will be fewer resources needed if this new 
peak projection number is correct. Uh, officials are now saying that Missouri will need 562 hospital beds rather than the over 2,000 that they were predicting when May 11th was the peak day. Uh, they say that they'll need two and a half times fewer ventilators than they would have needed. Uh, they said they would have needed 247. Now they'll just need 95. So while Illinois' uh, peak day has been at uh, April 16th for a, a few days now, uh, Missouri's has now been moved to the 19th. Um, interestingly, we've talked about uh, beds, beds available, ICU beds, ICU beds available here in Illinois. Uh, the ICU rooms uh, needed, or units needed, is still a concern uh, in Missouri. And that seems to be the area where Illinois and Missouri do uh, overlap in that perhaps on peak day uh, we won't have enough ICU beds uh, available. In Missouri, apparently there are all of 558 ICU beds, and that's all. Uh, there are quite a few more here in Illinois, but I don't know that uh, there will still be enough to handle the peak when it arrives next week or within the next 10 days, or if another recalculation will happen between now and then. Uh, while all of that is taking place and everybody's looking at numbers and trying to crunch data, you have legislators showing up in Jefferson City. Yesterday, uh, nurses were handing out masks. Hand sanitizer was uh, was uh, throughout uh, the state house and uh, visitors were uh, strategically placed using uh, social distancing. Uh, and there really weren't many visitors uh, yesterday. Areas were roped off. Uh, legislators were there to work on some emergency money, an emergency budget package to help uh, Missouri stay fluid uh, during this pandemic. Um, which I find interesting because you have legislators here in Illinois saying they're being kept in the dark uh, and they would like better communication with the governor. Meanwhile, in Missouri, uh, they're showing up at the Capitol. The Senate Appropriations Committee uh, got together to cobble together uh, a spending plan that they hope will give the governor some maneuverability, uh, even though, again, we're in uncharted waters when it comes to uh, the economy and how it's affecting the state uh, as a whole. And what if uh, what is the federal uh, help going to be and where is that specifically going to land? It's initially last month you had uh, Governor Parson talking about uh, thirty three million dollars uh, in federal funds showing up. But now it looks like it's going to be quite a bit more than that. Um, some of that money. Uh, is going to end up in cities and counties. Uh, Dan Hogg um, says that um, he's the budget chief, Governor Parson, says that uh, that a billion is going to go to the State Emergency Management Agency, uh, and that will help pay for uh, local agencies uh, who are paying for the response uh, right now to COVID-19. Um, revenues, of course, have crumbled in cities and counties uh, in well all across the country as businesses have been shut down. That's what makes budgeting so difficult right now. You really don't have a way to predict what you're going to have to work with. And yet those deadlines still remain for new budgets for next year. 
Um, some of the money, uh, and that's part of the thing that they're working out in Jefferson City right now, is how to disperse that money. Uh, money for, for nursing home relief apparently is going to get fast-tracked, courtesy of Senator Bill Eigel. Um, Eigel said, uh, quote, I think we have a responsibility to prioritize our nursing homes. Um, also, they have a plan to set aside $100 million for hotel rooms for uh, medical staff, doctors and nurses, who don't want to go home to potentially infect their families. Uh, after, you know, working in the midst of uh, all of this. Uh, they also say that that money could be used for uh, COVID-19 victims who are no longer severely ill, but also aren't quite ready to go home, freeing up more hospital space. Uh, they also uh, uh, pinpoint the Department of Mental Health. They say that there may be $6 million there to assist mental illness treatment and suicide prevention associated with the pandemic. Those are numbers that we probably won't be able to piece together until after uh, this is over uh, when we talk about uh, uh, mental illness and suicides uh, due to what's going on because this is straining not just uh, the medical uh, infrastructure, but our own sanity as people tend to stay home or in some cases, as we've heard here, don't stay home because they physically can't. They get stir-crazy and go golf or go party in Lima, as Governor Pritzker pointed out uh, yesterday. The Gaming Commission also has uh, a claim on some of this money. Uh, apparently some of the legislators think that the Gaming Commission of Missouri should get uh, $3 million. Obviously they've lost a whole lot of revenue uh, when the casinos have closed uh, around the state. Uh, $30 million for services to the homeless, $47 million for frontline workers in state facilities, uh, veterans nursing homes, uh, also $20 million for child care facilities. University of Missouri system uh, with their three campuses apparently is uh, earmarked $138 million. Harris Stowe is going to get $3.4 million. Again, what uh, is going to come from D.C. in the coming weeks? Don't know. Legislators there haven't worked out the next phase. News update real quick. Uh, this is from Jared Halpern at Fox News. Uh, Senator Bernie Sanders is suspending his presidential campaign. So, I mean, you could call it a fait accompli, but it's making it official. Okay. I don't, as, as, I don't know. that Has anybody mentioned Bernie's name in the last two weeks? Uh, hey, Bernie, we forgot about you there uh, except, for except, a hot minute. Except for him to do this, basically. Right. All right. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, this uh, special emergency funding uh, is going to be voted on by both chambers in Jefferson City uh, today. If you want to follow along at mo.gov, the uh, bill is uh, House Bill 2014. But keep an eye on that peak date right now in Illinois. Uh, it is a week from tomorrow in Missouri. It is a week from Easter that we're looking at that peak day. And I'm sure there may be some reshuffling between now and then. But in all honesty, from what we saw a couple of months ago through last month to now, all the, the recalculating and the, the readjusting of numbers has been down. Let's hope that it, that is the direction uh, that things continue to go, even though, and that's just the estimates, even though the raw numbers, uh, the numbers uh, that uh, hospitals uh, are dealing with, 
uh, it does continue to go up, not just in Illinois, but Missouri. And uh, interestingly enough, I was curious, we were talking about the Western Illinois um, awareness dashboard and how it seems to be behind. I, I was curious, and, and I haven't asked anybody, but I was wondering if those numbers are more on point because perhaps our original cases who had them, because we had two for a long time, perhaps those people got better because we still don't have any deaths, but their dashboard holds our number at nine. Potentially, it could be because those original two are now better and don't have it anymore curious yeah. about that all right that is the wednesday edition of the news roundtable uh we will be back in tomorrow morning at 10 a.m you should be here too the news roundtable will reconvene tomorrow morning at 10:06 a.m on am 930 wtad podcast available online at wtad.com